In today's episode, my good friend and guest, Lisa Cree of New Creations Ministries, joins me to provide hope and encouragement to those who have experienced rejection or a strained or broken relationship with their earthly father. Lisa shares her own recent journey of recognizing her need to open her heart to receive the transformative power of her heavenly father's love and trust his ability to bring healing to the hurts caused from her earthly father relationship. And if you want to grow closer to God to trust him, then listen in as we explore how to no longer project a rejection and punishment-based relationship from your natural father onto Father God. And together we will uncover the unfailing love of our Heavenly Father and how it can restore, redeem, and heal the wounds of a broken past and help you live the life that you were created to live. And so this is a big topic that many people struggle with. So I would love for you to share this episode with your friends and family so they can be equipped and encouraged as well. All right, let's begin this journey of healing together. Welcome to Created to Thrive. I'm your host, Lori Snyder. If you desire a deeper connection with God, want to know your value and purpose, then you, my friend, are in the right place. I will teach God's word in a simple and practical way to equip and empower you to become who he created you to be because you were created to thrive. to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Well, hey friends, welcome back to the Created to Thrive podcast today. I am super excited to have my good friend, Lisa Cree, here with me today. Lisa Cree is, uh, well, she's been a guest on the podcast almost exactly a year ago with her and her husband and her husband, Chris Cree of New Creations Ministries is no stranger to the podcast as well. So I just want to welcome you, Lisa, here today. And it's an honor. And we are going to be talking about receiving God's love and why we can trust him. So I can't wait to start this conversation with you, Lisa. So welcome. Thank you, Lori. It's fun to be here. I'm excited about our conversation today. Yeah. Well, first of all, let's talk about you real quick. Just give people an idea of who you are, uh, what you do, and what's, what's your favorite thing? Okay. Who I am and what I do. Wow. That's a really big question. Well, my name's Lisa Cree and I'm married to my husband, Chris, and we have a ministry as, um, Lori had explained new creations ministries. And we are just, we love sharing the love of God with people, as well as being able to help them understand how the kingdom of God operates and who they are in Christ and just help them become all they can be in Jesus. And so what did you ask? One of my favorite things, I would have to say one of my favorite things is going for walks and meeting all the neighborhood dogs because I love animals, but I'm at this point in my life where I don't want to have one. And it's good to be able to pet everybody else's dog and not have to take them home and care for them. So that's one of my favorite things. Awesome. And you have a unique history. You, well, first of all, you and Chris have a worldwide ministry and you've lived all over the world and you used to be a 
uh, zoological technician. Yes. Well, I actually have a veterinary technician degree and I okay. did actually work in um, dog, cat, cow, horse practice for about seven years. And then I moved over to the zoological world for about 15 years. So I have had the opportunity with to work with lots of different types of critters. And that was really fun. And then uh, the Lord took me into small business for a little while. And then we were called to Bible college out in Colorado. That's where we met you, Lori and Fred. And since then, we not only went to Bible college, but we ended up going to Scotland for four and a half years and starting um, another branch of the Bible college that we attended. And that was amazing. And then the Lord called us back to the States in June of 2021. And we've been back almost two years now and we live in Ohio now. Yeah. So you have moved quite a bit and I can relate to that. And I'm excited because we are going to be doing some future events together, some ministry. Yes. events. So I'm excited. So we can all stay tuned for that as we start to plan and dream, because we have talked about this for years of doing some women's events together. So now that you're in Ohio, closer to me here in Florida, uh, it's exciting. So, okay, let's get on with what we're going to talk about today. So Let's talk about receiving the father's love, because this is something that you and I have talked about in the past, but you recently had an encounter with God in a new and special way during this last winter. So can you talk about where you are at and uh, really just what you discovered about the love of the father? Well, I would be happy to share that with you. I grew up um, in the Catholic church and um my parents, you know, that's what they knew. And I knew God or I knew of God. I didn't know him personally, but I didn't have a really great image of God. I didn't really understand his character. I had pretty much a false image of God. And I just wanted to stay under his radar because I knew that if I was on his radar, I was probably going to be punished is what I had in my mind and in my understanding at that time. And I'm not blaming anybody for that. That's just what it was. Mm -hmm. And so growing into, into my twenties, uh, later in my twenties, I became born again. And then I was, uh, I knew Jesus loved me. I knew about the Holy spirit. I knew I needed to be born again. And that was kind of where I stagnated because I didn't really know how much more there was. There was a lot of things I was taught that didn't exist anymore in the Bible. So it was very challenging sometimes for me because it was confusing. You see all these things going on and you're like, okay, where's God in that? But yet you're taught, oh, that, you know, like healing and other things like that. That's not happening anymore. It only helped happen during Jesus's time, which was, and that was the walk we had for 15 years. Chris also came to the Lord and praise God. He came to the Lord, uh, through this, through the church he came to, but again, that was also their belief there. So again, I just had more, I understood Jesus loved me and Jesus died on the cross for me. And I loved Jesus and I understood the Holy spirit. He spoke to me, a father. I just always kind of kept, kept him at about arm's length. Hmm. I read about the father's love. I would be around other women in particular, and they'd go on and on about daddy God or this, that, and another thing about how God loves them. And I'm like, man, I just don't get that. I don't get that. And I just didn't have that kind of relationship with my own earthly father. I love my dad, but I just, I just could never step into that and had no shelf to put that on. And so I just sort of cast it off as, oh, that's just their personality. You know, I'm not like that, blah, blah, blah. You tell yourself a lot of things. 
So moving forward, um, went to Bible college again, wonderful uh, revelation and things that I received from the Lord, but still probably always kind of keeping the father at arm's length. And looking back on it, I see it now. I didn't really understand what was going on at the time, but that's what I was doing. So moving forward, we you know went to Scotland and uh, founded the Bible college. I did see more and more how God provided for us and how, how he cared for us. But still, it was always that I could just relate to Jesus way better than I could relate to the father. And it, it bothered me sometimes, but I just kept moving forward. And thankfully, you know, you, you just move forward and he continues to provide. And even though you really don't have a very close relationship with the father. And so coming back from the mission field, you're dealing with a lot of things in your heart. You're dealing, we went through the pandemic there. So there was a lot of stuff that we had to grieve that we didn't have opportunity to do while we were in Scotland. And also coming back and all of a sudden you're like, okay, Lord, we were obedient. We heard you say, come back now what? And you're trying to figure out what's going on. So you have all these things you're dealing with in your heart and you have to process them with, with the Lord. So in January, I was taking a walk, one of my favorite things, and I decided to put a, um, just listen to an episode of another ministry's teaching. And they had a woman on who was giving some prophetic words that she received from the Lord. And she was talking about the father. And I thought, oh, this will be interesting. I actually watched, listened to it because it was talking, she had some, uh, she was going to share some things about miracles. Well, <laughs> you know, God's so funny. He catches your eye and goes, no, watch this or listen to this. So I'm listening while I'm walking and she starts talking and she's repeating this prophetic word, this word, the Lord said, you know, the father said, no, I want you to, um, I want you to say this just the way I'm saying it to people. Cause someone in the audience listening, this is going to be for them. So she did, she was obedient and she was talking about our earthly fathers. And she said, some of you had earthly fathers th that turned their love away from your, your mom or you and turned it towards someone else. And I was like, Ooh, okay. That kind of was speaking to me because as a young child, um, my mom and dad had some challenges in their marriage and there was some infidelity. And I actually did see him with another woman in our own home. And he didn't see that I saw him. And I just remember that moment. And the Lord said, you took into your heart that you cannot trust father at that moment in your life. And I was like, and then I'm crying. It's that re release. When you know that God's speaking to you, you can't really explain it, but you know, he's speaking to you. And I knew he was speaking to me and I started to cry and I said, okay. And then this minister who was giving the word, she continued and she said, I, this is the father speaking, her speaking the words the father gave her. I never turn my love from you. I cannot turn my love from you. People turn their love from you many times because they're influenced demonically or for whatever reason. He goes, I don't have demons. And I'm like, well, duh, of course God doesn't have demons. But then I'm like, no, he doesn't have demons. He wouldn't be influenced by anything because he is the author and is love. And the father said, I am love, Lisa. And I never, ever, 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 ever turn my love away from you ever, no matter what. I cannot do that. It's impossible. 
So that was the kind of arrow that was like, boom, he, he wanted to make sure I knew that he could be trusted to love me. Hmm. And it kind of shifted things in my life because now I could actually say, okay, Lord, we, I need to have a different kind of relationship with you. I, I understand my relationship with Jesus and we can always improve on that. And it's not works. It's just, we, we grow deeper every day in our walk with God. And I understood Holy spirit, but I need to really understand what it means to receive the father's love because in the end, he is the originator of it all. And so I'm like, okay, Jesus knew how to love, knew the love of the father. I'm in, I'm being created and perfected in his image. I also am a son or a daughter of the father. I need to have a relationship with the father. So that's how the ship turned directions. If you want to call it that. Yeah. Well, I love that story because God meets you where you're at, no matter what you're doing, or even if you're not really intentionally looking for it, but your heart was drawn to it. There was an area that you knew that you needed to have something more because that's what we all live with that tension of, we know there's more to this life than we're currently Mm -hmm. experiencing, but we don't always know what it is or how to get it or what the path is. And that's where the beauty of the father, what did it do for you to one, tell me about what did you do in your own heart? First of all, with your natural father, because we are all on that journey as well, because a lot of times we project the tributes and the natural t- uh, uh, traits of our earthly father onto father God. So was there first a repenting, which means just changing the way you think changing direction. Was there that with your earthly father that you had to do in your own heart with the Lord to bring healing for that, for, you know, forgiving your dad for betraying you, rejecting you, whatever story that you were telling yourself, was there first that before you could really go deeper into the relationship with the Lord? Or was it more of just, I am focusing all on receiving God's unconditional love that never leaves me, that never fails me. I actually had walked through the forgiveness with my own father. I mean, uh, that I had walked through, um, the Lord really just showed me, you know, people make poor decisions, you know, and it, it affects people and it, it affects a lot of people, but we, we worked through that. We never really talked about that particular situation, but as my father's passed away now, 16 years, but um, we, we were able to, I just really had compassion for my parents because they both had really horrible upbringings. And it's amazing that they had any, had the more successful lives they did have in, in so many ways. And they had no shelf to put things on. They had no, no, you know, that, you know, the story just grew up in a very hardworking and alcoholic and all sorts of things going on in their families. And so I really just, Lord gave me great compassion for them that they were doing the best that they could with what they had and they did work it out together. And, um, it was in the end, their, their marriage was, um, quite sweet in some respects, but all that said, I, I just forgave my, my dad and with, Father God, I did actually have, I actually asked him, I repented. I said, Father, I am sorry. I didn't, I did that. I absolutely did that. I I took, took on what I thought father was and I projected them onto you. And I don't 
know your character the way I want to know your character or your true character. Even though going through Bible college, I had a great teaching, scriptural teaching on the character of God, got a lot of things straightened out, tons of things straightened out, but I had to take it to a personal level. Um, It's one thing you can read the scriptures, you know, we love him because he first loved us, you know, first John 419 and I go on and on and on with the scriptures about how, how God loves us and God is love. But until you get to that place where you're like, wait, I, I need a relationship with father. And another thing that I realized was, you know, there's a lot of promise. There's over 7,000 promises in the, in the Bible for us. And we, they're all yes and amen in Jesus, but how come I'm not experiencing them? Well, a lot of times I'm going after the promise and not really having much of a relationship with the person who brings me the promise, who gave me the promises and who is worthy and trustworthy to actually make them come to fruition. That was a big thing for me because there were so many things that I knew that through Jesus that were given to me in that, uh, in the death and resurrection on the cross, healing provision, all these beautiful things that Jesus gave us in the great exchange. Yeah. I wasn't seeing certain things that I was trusting in. I was like, okay, yeah, I know they're there, but I'm not really receiving that. What is that? And big part of receiving from God is actually believing that he's trustworthy. And I did not believe that father was trustworthy really. And so that was the big shift for me. Like, oh, this is the devil's really done a number on me and I've just jumped in the game with them, you know? And so it was like, wait a minute, he is trustworthy. I just had kind of projected something on him and in had this really deep seated thing that said, no, he's not trustworthy because of what I saw with my own earthly father. Sure. Sure. So that's amazing because you had already done the heart work with your, your natural dad and and mom and parents, and you had all the scriptures. So you had the head knowledge, but this took it to that heart revelation where the eyes of your understanding were open and your heart was open to recognize this is what you've been longing for. And I think of the scripture, uh, first John three, one, and I love it in the, the NIV translation, mm-hmm. actually, it says, see what great love the father has lavished on us mm. that we should be called children of God. And that's that word. I remember a long time ago when I had a prophetic word given to me that said, Lori, father, God just wants you to let him love you. Mm. I was not allowing him to love me because I was approaching him from more of a works standpoint. Oh yeah. I didn't deserve it. I didn't earn it. I wasn't worthy of it because of my past, because of, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever story I was telling myself, but we have such limiting beliefs, but we don't recognize their limiting beliefs. Like what you were having, you had a limiting belief about God. You had a wrong image of him mm-hmm. and it was his gentleness and his kindness and his goodness that really pursued your heart. Yes, it did. It absolutely did. And I really, you know, I'm really seeing as we minister to other people too, that focusing on the goodness and the love of God over some, I was, I was a works girl. And, and, you know, even after you get the message of grace, you, you really can fall into that ditch fast. And I would see these things in, in the scripture and I'm like, that's mine, you know, and then, okay, I'm going to do this, this, this. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Stop the boat. 
you have just slow down and relax a little bit. And then I just didn't really have a place to go to the father yet. And so when that re that connection really fully yeah. got connected, it's been much more smooth in relaxing and resting in the finished work. So if you're dealing with a healing issue, yeah, the symptoms are there, but by stripes, I'm healed. I'm already healed. And my job is just to trust the Lord that that's a done deal. And it's not my job to make it happen. The father's already done it. And I can trust father because his word, he says his word is he's, he will only, he'll stand by his word above his name even. Yeah. So it's like, that's a pretty big promise. And the thing about father God versus our earthly fathers is he will always come through always 100% of the time. Always. Yeah. He, he's not a man that can mess up. Right. And right. I never thought about that a whole lot, but I'm like, wow, what a great deal to have the perfect father that will never, ever mess up or leave you or forsake you yeah, and love you when you screw up or when you do what he said to do. Either way, there's not the silent treatment. I don't know if anybody had parents out there sometimes where you knew something wasn't right because they're not talking to you. So you did something wrong, but they're not talking to you. That's not father God. Right. right. If you're not hearing father God it's probably because you're not talking to him or there's something in your heart that's keeping you from approaching him, some guilt or condemnation that doesn't need to be there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a punishment style. No punishment based relationship. And I, I love, you know, I was talking to Chris about this yesterday about Genesis 126. And that's how I kind of came up with a podcast name too, that we're created in the image of God and his likeness to have dominion here on the earth. But we are the fruit. Man was created last out of all creation. Man mm -hmm. was crowned the crown jewel, so to speak, of God's creation, because we are the fruit of God's love. And creation was God's plan for friendship. Yep. But we don't think about that. No, we want to think about, we're taught, especially if you're brought up in religion of God wants your worship. He wants your service. He wants your obedience, this performance performance. And if you don't, then you're going to be punished or bad things are going to happen to you. All these bad things are projected onto the father because of what we've either experienced with our natural father, like you mentioned, what we've been taught by religious leaders our parents, mm -hmm. other people influencing us. And it's not until we have that encounter, personal encounter with his love that opens us up to receive, God, you love me because you are love and I am your child. And you said that you lavished your love upon us, that you demonstrate your love for us constantly, that we're to taste and see that you are good. Yeah. And that's that heart desire we have to do to say, I will surrender to your love. I will lay down my right to understand, to figure it out, to know the plan, but I will surrender that to trust you to say, you are so forming. If God be for me, who can be against me? But that takes time in a process of walking it out. So what did that do for you after you had that encounter with him? How did that change how you started relating to him as well as just doing life in general? Well, like any new relationship, we have to be honest with ourselves. It's quite awkward 
awkward sometimes. I remember when I became born again and I'm like, Oh, this is kind of strange talking to Jesus like this. I don't, I feel awkward. And you, you move into feeling more comfortable with, with that, uh, the person of Jesus. And then with the father, it's the same thing. It's like, okay, this feels really weird, but also it feels very, um, Oh, I don't know. Refreshing, freeing too. And I don't have to, I don't have to be like anyone else. You know, everybody's got a way of relating. Some people are like daddy, God, I never called my earthly father, daddy. So I don't call father, God, daddy, you know, I, I, I love the name Abba because, um, the scripture speaks of, you know, Abba father. And, uh, that's kind of a cool name, Abba. Hey, Abba. I like that Abba father, but yeah. And you can call him dad. You can call him Papa. You can call him whatever you want, whatever works for you. And sometimes in the circumstance that you're in, you might even have different names that you call him. He, he doesn't care. He's not, you know, like this powerful being that's like, that's the wrong name. He's like just happy and great that you have a relationship and name, you know, name. And he gave you a name and you have a name. He has a name and it's awesome. He's just your dad, your father. And he created you. He fearfully and wonderfully made you. He planned your birth. He, he designed your body, you know, and yes, there is a fallen world and things can happen, but he also put his spirit inside you. That really kind of hit me just the other day. I was thinking about this, meditating on the fact that, you know, the spirit of the father lives in us. Yes. That good. And like, okay, he lives on us. This is where, when you start receiving more revelation about you're healed. Yeah. You're like, wow, the spirit of the father, Jesus, and the Holy spirit lives in you. They created the whole earth. Yeah. Yeah. They created your body. You can actually trust them to heal your body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is not a big deal for them and it's already done. Yeah. And you have and to know that that inheritance is yours. That's it's yours. Bought and paid for through the finished work of Jesus, like you said, and then the dunamis power of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. And I believe too, when you start to get a better understanding and sense of the Father's love for you, you can receive that. And also just realizing that you don't have to feel like you're loved. Right. It's a reality. Yeah. And sometimes you don't feel anything. You don't might not feel the presence of God at a moment, but you actually are still as equally loved as any time before. It's not a feeling, it's a reality. And, and sometimes you will have a feeling and that's great, but let's not, you know, as we mature in the Lord, we don't always have to have that feeling. We stand on that knowledge. Nope. You know, enemy, you're not going to lie to me here. Mm -hmm. You know, this is, you know, this is just my reality. And, and also I'm a little bit, Oh, what's the word? Cheeky, I would call it. Anything that the devil doesn't want me to have, I want to have it. So, <laughs> you know, if he's, I was, I finally had this like duh revelation that that was keeping me from greater revelation on a whole bunch of other things that were mine as a daughter of the king. That no, we're digging into this, and and I know the Father God was like, yes, that's my daughter. You know, yeah. go girl, go girl. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I think it's Proverbs 25. It says it's the, um, glory of God to hide, to conceal a matter, but the glory of Kings to search it out. And it's like the hide and seek. 
There's yes. so many treasures for us to discover and God has them there, but he wants us to seek him, right? We're to seek him, seek, ask, knock. And we, we find all this and God wants to seek his face to yes. be able to look into his goodness and to know he is our loving father that has all these treasures for us. And it's found in him. It says in, in acts, it's in him, we live and move yes. and have our being right in Christ, which is, you know, the father's son. And, um, I was going to look at that scripture here, but, um, I can come back to it later, but I just love that. Um, God has all of this for us, but we have to know that it's nothing that we did to earn mm -hmm. the love or have to keep earning. There's right. nothing that it's just that we're a daughter, we're a son. And that's really what changed so much for me in my life was getting the understanding of, wow, I'm God's daughter. What does that even look like? And so I started having heart engaging questions for him during my prayer time of God, you created me, right? We can, we can quote the Psalms. Um, what do you love about me? how you designed mm -hmm. me. What is it that you love about me? What do you like about me? And then I would ask him little things like, um, what animal, like you love animals. So what animal do you want to show me today? And I know when right. you were in Scotland, you loved the cows. Yes. The big and furry Highland cows. They were awesome. Yes. And always would have pictures and, and so forth. So having those intimate details. And I love how we can just even have a thought about, wow, that would be really neat if I saw this or that. And then all of a sudden it happens. We didn't even pray about it. We were just thinking about it and having that communion with the father is it's just that it's that delight that he wants to give us. And that delight means to twirl, like to dance. And I think of where it talks about that God delights over us with singing and dancing. And that's just a beautiful thing that, um, we need to be intentional to connect with God's love for us, not trying to prove how much we love God, but how much God loves us because our faith works through that love. It's funny. You said that because, um, one of my friends, well, one of our friends, Sue, she loves blue herons and she's always felt the Lord spoke to her through blue herons and moving to Ohio. I just didn't really expect to see a lot of blue herons. Even in the winter, we saw some and lately every single day, I go on a walk. It fly blue heron flies directly over us. And yesterday on a walk, we had six of them fly over us directly. <laughs> so it's like the timing. I'm like, there's no way these birds could just happenstancely be right over me all the time. And it's like, the Lord's like, yeah, you like those blue herons. I brought you another one. So mm -hmm. things like that are really important. But one thing I wanted to share if someone out there is just listening and going, yeah, this is something I really haven't experienced for myself. We have to remember in Genesis, you know, with Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, there's a tree of good and evil, and there's a tree of knowledge and there's a tree of, I'm sorry, there's a tree of knowledge, of good and evil, and then the tree of life. And they were not to, to eat from the tree of good uh, knowledge of good and evil. That was the one thing God asked them not to do. And I was like, yeah, I never really saw the father's heart there, but what he was saying was, we understand you hear me now perfectly. You hear me perfectly. We walk in the cool of today. You understand what I, what I talk about. You hear me, you, you have a hundred percent relationship with me. 
this is how I created you. And then they chose to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which actually disconnected that perfect relationship. He never left them. He still was in the garden with them. And people's like, oh, they God couldn't be with them. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not. Well, he's the one going, hey, where are you guys? But yeah, he knew there was a disconnect in the spirit. Yes. And his love was, I didn't want you to do that because you won't be able to hear me. You won't yeah. be able to know what's good for you. And you're going to be deceived by the enemy who is going to do bad things to you. And as a father, I loved you so much. I didn't want you to do that, but I gave you free will because it wouldn't be love otherwise. Exactly. And that really just touched me knowing that it was never his intention for us to ever be disconnected like that. And thank you, Jesus, for coming to reconnect us, to be able to become one again, to come back to our original state of becoming one with him so that we can hear his voice and he can he can navigate us through this earthly time we have here on earth because we need the, that navigation because there is one who comes against us and wants to kill, steal, and destroy because he hates us because we have a relationship with the father. He no longer has a relationship with the father. He's jealous. He hates us and he'll never have that relationship. So understanding that you are above that you are above, you're the head, not the tail and understand that father is always, 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 watching out for you and we can miss it because we're not listening or we just get busy and we, we, we disconnect. He never disconnects from us. Right. Yeah. And Jesus is ever interceding for us. Amen. Our brother, Jesus. Yes. Yes. And I love what you just said, because Jesus restored us back to the ability to have what God originally intended. And, um, love has to be a choice though. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's such a great point that you made because God is love, but love requires a choice and love is free. We have to have free will in order to be able to choose. So, um, I love that that's that opportunity we all have. So what would you say to someone listening right now? That's really struggling to say, I hear what you're saying, Lisa, but I still, I just don't feel that God loves me. I've, I've made too many mistakes. I have guilt from my past. Um, I'm making bad decisions now, or it seems like things will never change. I keep trying and and it still doesn't work. What would you say to that listener? Well, I'd say, don't be afraid to ask father really hard questions. Cause I think many times we're in that swirl because we, ref- we don't think we can ask those questions. And I can say right now, you can ask God anything. He's not shocked by anything. Yeah. Um, there is a point where there is a point where you will have to realize that you have a part in, if you want to receive, yeah. um, he wants, he wants to give you his love and in his love is his, is you will, you will find trusting. You'll be able able to trust him. You'll be able to believe him for what he says. Those are two biggies that once you really kind of get a, get a a revelation of that love, that it's perfect. And he cannot, he cannot, he cannot go against his word and he cannot not keep up, keep his promises to you. It's a trust. It's a belief. It's believing. But if you're in that place where you're like, I'm not there. I don't trust. I don't believe. It's okay. You can go to Father God and say, I am struggling, Father God. I do not trust you. I do not believe you. Will you please, will you, will you show me? You don't have to beg. Will you show me 
in my heart and in my mindset, if there's what it what is it that's holding me back? What have I believed about you? Yes. That's holding me back from enjoying your love, your comfort, your promises, your freedom. Because I know that you're not holding back on me. And maybe I, I'm believing you're holding back on me. So I'm going to be really honest with you that I believe you're holding back on me. Can you show me that you're not holding back on me and what I've believed about you? You know, is there something maybe that happened to me or was, you know, a, a kind of a, a theme in my growing up years or whatever that happened to me that really wounded me and created kind of this blockage between you and me? Because I know you don't want that there. But you do have to actually go ahead and ask the question. And and sometimes that's, I, I could be honest with the audience that there were, I just didn't ask the question because I didn't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. The pain was pretty, I, th- I didn't see it as pain, but I know looking back, the pain was there and I just wasn't ready for it. Yeah. So be okay with the Lord taking you through a process. He's gentle, kind, patient, merciful. He's not wanting to smack you on the head with a big club, like we may have been taught as a child, depending on what your upbringing is. He's very, he's very able to handle any question you have. There's nothing you can ask the father that he is shocked by. Right. And even people's anger's anger towards the father. Cause that's where yeah. most people are at at least some point in their life. They're angry with God because they have a perception that God caused something in their life or yes. didn't save them from something or something bad happened. And the devil hates God. So of course he's going to try and twist everything. We see that right from Genesis three, right from the beginning. Right. Um, but I just, I, I love what you just said because God loves wrestling with us. He's great with it. And it's okay. We don't have to have everything figured out. We will never have everything figured out. We're going to be learning more about God for eternity, but he loves the engagement of questions and allowing you to sit with him in that dialogue to process and give him time and space, give yourself time and space to just allow him to um, touch your heart in a way that he knows you're able to receive when you're able to receive. And it can come through a lot of times through other people. Like you just said, you were listening to someone, you know, a teaching, a minister's uh, message that spoke directly to your heart. And that's where I always pray, um, God, help that person encounter your love, especially in dreams. Because that's when we're most quiet and our spirit is open to receiving and having dreams of God's love and kindness and goodness, and that they would encounter people that demonstrate God's love towards them. So one of the things that just popped in my mind too, um, with my animal background, having worked with a lot of animals, I mean, you've seen videos, you know, of, of dogs that are rescued and they're just fear, full of fear, just full of fear. And the rescuers are trying to only trying to love them and only trying to help them. And, you know, even just getting them able to hold them, you know, it's a big wrestling match, you know, and sometimes they had have to restrain and, and, you know, the animals biting back at them and eventually the rescue always wins them over in the videos. So this is God, you know, you're fighting and kicking and biting many times, and you don't even see yourself doing that. And God's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to let you kind of settle down a little bit. And, but he's going to keep coming at you. He's going to keep, he's, he is the one that constantly pursues. He's the hound of heaven. There's a poem called the hound of heaven. He is constantly coming at you, constantly wanting to, um, 
help you see how much he loves you and how much he he can be trusted and how much he can uh you can you can receive his love but it many times it's going to take some time because we're we're struggling with it and we're going to kick and scream a bit but at some point i pray that everybody that hears this this message at some point just relax and let him love you yeah let him take care of you let him help you because he wants to desperately do that. He yeah. desires to be your friend. He decide, desires to be your father, the perfect father, not the father you got here on earth. If you didn't have a great father, if you did have a great father that emulated more of the heavenly father, that is really a blessing. And I just, yeah. I'm so happy for you, but a lot of us didn't always get that. And let's remember our, our fathers didn't always have a great example of how to be that father. So right. we can be compassionate towards that as well. Yeah. That's a good word. And I'm going to have you pray for people here just in a second, but I do want to remind our listeners, you and Chris did an episode almost a year ago, episode 26 called giving God your yes to discover your purpose. And it's one of my popular episodes. And so I just want to encourage people to go listen to that after we're done. And I'll have that in the show notes because we talk about your and Chris journey of learning how to trust God and hearing his voice and discovering your identity in Christ. And I remember one thing that we talked about specifically was what you mentioned in the beginning that you read all these promises of God, you read the book of acts and you're like, how come this isn't happening in our lives? And so you entered into a journey of discovering. And then it was like heaven on earth of being in at Karis Bible college and having um, signs, wonders, and miracles happening all around you and led you to go start your own Bible college in Scotland, where you were doing the same thing, teaching God's word and signs, wonders, miracles, following, uh, following that. So I want to encourage our listeners to go listen to episode 26 to hear your story. Cause it's a, it's a great one. So it's funny too, that, um, I was able to just say yes to the Lord when he asked us to do that and still had limited understanding of his love for me. And looking back and I could say yes to that. Cause I knew it was a God call. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this for God. He's asked me to do it. I was okay with that. I just had a really difficult time receiving love on a personal level as a daughter. Yeah. So we're all on a journey. You can do great things and be in different seasons in your walk with the Lord. And yet there's so much more. Yeah. Well, I'm so, I'm so excited for you. And, um, because I've known you since 2011, but really just gotten to know you in the last few years. Like we've been partners with you in your ministry. And I recommend anyone that wants to partner with a ministry that is doing great things to spread the gospel worldwide, to go to your website, which is newcreations.org. And I'll have that in the show notes that they can partner with you because you are good seed, you are good ground and God's word will not return void. And uh, I know we've been blessed through your ministries as uh as partners and you have, and Chris has written several books. So, and I know he's got a lot more projects, but for you personally, yes, I, um, cause we've been prayer warriors together and you've just really blessed me. And I knew what I could just prophetically know that God has so much in, in, in you, but you needed to have an understanding of how God sees you and his love for you so that you could step out in this new season that he's calling you into, which is more of a teaching and personally ministry alongside Chris, because Chris has always been the one in the forefront and you in the background, but now it's you together and, and even you doing your own thing. And like I said, 
I know that someday we're going to be doing that together too. So that'll be fun. I'm excited too, Lori. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited for what God's been showing you and just lavishing his love on you. So I love that you're allowing that to happen. So would you just pray for our listeners right now? I'd be honored. Thank you so much, Father, for this wonderful time, just bragging on you and sharing how you just never give up on us and you pursue us with all your love because you are love, Father. And I just thank you so much for oh, bringing us into the kingdom. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for us so that we could re-enter into the original relationship that father intended for us to always have. And we thank you for that. And for anyone listening to this, I just pray that your heart has been touched and softened and that there's a spark that you are hearing the father calling you and saying, I miss you. I want to be in relationship with you. I want a love relationship with you. You're my daughter. You're my son. I miss you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care how unworthy you might think you are. You're not. I love you. I want you to know how much I love you. I want to lavish my love on you. And I want you to just return to my, sit on my lap, come sit and put your head down in my lap and just let me love you. And ask me the hard questions. I don't care, says the father. Ask me the hard questions. I'm here. I'm the only one who's going to be able to answer you. And so, Father, who those who are hearing that call, I just I break off any type of uh ugh, lying message or mindset or a fiery dart that come against them that has been keeping them from running back to the father and that they would just be able to run and receive you, Lord. And I thank you for that. And I just know in Jesus name that that is exactly what's going to happen because he loves you and he will never stop pursuing you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, my friend. I love you. And thank you listeners. I just, if you have any questions, um, I will have Lisa's contact information in the show notes as well, as well as you can uh, message me at Lori at Lori So until next time you were created to thrive. God bless. Hey, one last thing. If you have been blessed by this podcast, there is one thing that you can do that would really help me out. If you've been listening and haven't left a comment or a review yet, would you please do that right now? Your reviews help other people become aware of this podcast so they too can grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. So right now, go to Apple iTunes, click on Created to Thrive Podcast, scroll all the way down until you see the stars and the review section. Click on that to rate and leave me a review. Then make sure that you're subscribed to the Created to Thrive podcast so you don't miss out on any episode. Thank you so much. This is such a huge blessing to me, and I appreciate you taking time to help me today. God bless.